Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking this time to share with me. I hope you're well. My name is David, and it's a pleasure and a privilege of mine to be able to share the Word of God with you today. Wherever you are, however you're doing, I believe God has a word for you. So in this time of lockdown or continuing lockdown madness and restrictions coming off, I think most of us have come to the point of realising it feels like the world has been put on pause or maybe even had the restart button pressed on it. Well, in the same way, Wellspring Church and us as a church family has really felt God pressing the pause and reset button on some of the foundational things of relationship with him and how we go about our faith. We've journeyed through lockdown on prayer. We've journeyed through lockdown on preparing for what's to come. And we've journeyed through a lot of waiting. And so as we continue in this manner, I really believe God's laid it at least on my heart for the Central Watford location, that this final part of God pressing pause and reset, God really wants to address our passion. He wants to address our first love and more so to have a passion for him, but also a passion for his way, for his ways. There's a church in the uh, Bible, in Revelation, in the early church called Ephesus. It's a place in uh, Turkey right now. And during... Uh, the Revelation letters, even though Ephesus had such great things to say of its good works, its hard-working nature, and even its perseverance in the things of the gospel and, and looking towards God in those things, there was still something they'd forsaken the Lord in, and that was their first love. And God addresses this to them, and he actually rebukes them for that. Now, I feel as part of the reset and the pause, Here at Wellspring Church, the Wellspring Church family, maybe some of us have felt that rebuke. I feel that we've actually kind of journeyed through it and actually what God's doing is just reminding us to keep our first love, our first love, keep God at the centre, keep God being at the focus of all that we are, all that we think, say and do, may it revolve around loving him and passionately following him. So to help us, through the month of August, we're going to be looking at some parables. We've got five sessions and we're going to be looking at five parables to help us remind ourselves of our first love. That first love being loving God and having a passion for him and a passion for his way. So today we're going to kick off looking at the parable of the lost coin. And you can find that in Luke chapter 15 and it's just verses 8, 9 and 10. Now, it's only three verses, but it's part of three stories, which I like to call the Lost Trilogy. And like with many trilogies, there's some amazing trilogy films out there, like Lord of the Rings, maybe you're a fan of Star Wars, or maybe Toy Story, things like that. They're must-see films. Well, can I encourage you, when Jesus tells a trilogy, when Jesus tells a parable that uses the same hidden meaning of three times, there's something we must see. God is trying to show us something through these parables. And so we're going to search out this parable today and see what God has to say to us. So I'm going to read through and you can follow with. It says this, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. 
In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, one of the incredible things, when we look at the passion we have for God and his way, a great foundation, a great starter for this is actually realising God's passion for us. And we see even in the story the passion of this woman when she finds the lost coin. In fact, through this parable of the lost trilogy, I think it really brings out how much the woman's passion is to find the coin because it goes through the procedure and the process the woman goes through to find the lost coin. And so today we're going to be looking at the woman and how she finds the lost coin, but actually to parallel that and see how God has come to find us, how he's reinstalled, uh, restored our relationship with him. It's all about being found by him, but it's all about a relationship with him, a reconnection with him, if you will. And so the three things the woman does, is all in verse eight, it's incredible. She lights a lamp, she sweeps the house, and she searches carefully. And so we're gonna consider what that could mean for us in our relationship with God. So, first of all, the woman lights a lamp. Why does she light a lamp? Well, like many of us, we light a lamp so that we can see, so that we can see better. In fact, lighting a lamp, using light, it gets rid of darkness. It gets rid of the shadows. You know, when we put the light into the shadows, the shadows disappear. You know, God the Father sent God the Son. God the Father, the Father of heavenly light, sent Jesus, the light of the world, to light up our lives to light up our world. He came to get rid of darkness, to extinguish darkness and to get rid of the shadows that we may find ourselves hidden in. So my first point today is simply to have a passion to see Jesus. You see, God's light isn't just a light so that we can see, God sent Jesus so that we could see who God is, so that we could see God. I really want to encourage you not to hide away from this, not to hide away from God's light, because actually God's light shines and brings about his goodness, his faithfulness, his love and mercy and kindness. It's not something to hide from, it's something to embrace. It's really funny, when we're talking about light, um, one of the things I noticed in my uh, old flat, I had in my living room four lights four LED lights that shined into the corners. And interestingly, when one of the lights went out, me being me, bit lazy, rather than replacing the light that went out, what I would do, because these lights worked on a dimmer switch, I would just turn up the light in the other corners to make the room brighter. But I disregard the corner where the light was not shining. And in fact, I would shine the light on areas which I would really care about making tidy and clean. Whereas the area that didn't have the light, actually what you would find is it got messier and actually I wouldn't spend as much time caring for that area. One of the things about light is we want to embrace it. And I believe as a church family, those listening, yes, there is something in us that wants God's light in our lives. But the truth is, I feel there is unreached areas in our lives. There's unreached corners in our lives where God's light hasn't shone in 
Or maybe God's light has shone in before, but now it's not as bright as it used to be. And I feel personally convicted with this. Sometimes in areas of my life, I think I've got it sorted before God. I've brought these areas to God, and one of these areas is anger. I think I'm not a very angry person. I think I'm actually quite a patient person. But recently, even Hannah, my wife, has actually encouraged me to look within myself. Just like the way I respond to my family sometimes and my children, I realise, hmm, maybe I haven't really let God's light shine into that area of my life as much just because I thought I had it sorted in a previous season. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I think actually when we think of our mind, that's an area we need God's light. We really do. I think most of us, at certain times, if we're not bringing ourselves before God, before long, we get quite dark thoughts in here. We can think quite dark thoughts about ourselves, even about others. And I'd even like to say, to just be honest with you, because we're on this journey of being more honest with God. That's what passion is as well, being honest and authentic before him with your love. Maybe we need to readdress our purity as well. I think that's something I thought I had handled and really brought before God. But if I don't continually bring it before God, if I don't continue to have his light shining in that corner of my life, it can become like a shadow. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for anyone. So let's not hide those places from God. Let's welcome him in. Now, a really important scripture I felt whilst uh, preparing this word for some of you, I think the challenge can be, I'm scared to let God shine his light into the dark areas of my life because it reveals a mess. It reveals something ugly. I really want to encourage you with God's character and nature. It says this in Psalm 34 verse 5, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never, are never covered with shame. It's okay to let the Lord shine into the dark corners of your life. Yes, it may expose ugliness. Yes, it may expose a mess, but you will not be put to shame. You will not be left like that. And this brings me to my second point of today. As we look at the woman, what does she do? She lights a lamp, but she sweeps the house. Jesus didn't just come to light our lives up, to show God's light in our lives so that we could see him. He came to deal with our sin. He came to deal with our mess. He came to put things back into order. I love the way the woman, when looking for the coin, she addresses the mess. Jesus, when, she, when he came looking for us in relationship with us, he dealt with our sin, our shame, our guilt. He even dealt with death itself. The second point I want to share today it's not only to see Jesus, but to see Jesus's way. We need a passion to see Jesus's way. And not just to see Jesus's way, but to see his way become our way. And the really difficult thing about that is it can be seen as an inconvenience because Jesus's way isn't necessarily our way. Jesus' way sometimes takes a longer route. Sometimes there's more obstacles. Sometimes it becomes more difficult. Sometimes it's just not what we want to do. But Jesus' way is the best way. And dealing with sin, dealing with those things that we don't want to deal with is his way. It's really interesting. If I'm missing something 
and I'm looking around for it, if I find a mess, I can guarantee you now, I'm not going to address the mess. I'm just going to continue looking for the thing I'm looking for. Most of you probably have lost a TV remote in their lives, right? Well, just recently, couldn't find a TV remote. So I did that thing where you look under the sofa, and oh my word, there was so much stuff underneath there. But you know what? I just ignored it and kept looking for the TV remote. Worse yet, I think I found the TV remote. Well, I have to have because I watch TV. And um, what I did was I just watched TV. I just sat back on the sofa. I sat on top of my mess and continued with my life, much to my wife's despair, especially when we miss, like, missing a lot of stuff. We don't need to be missing other stuff because it's all under the sofa, but it's hidden under there. Can I just encourage you, let's deal with the mess in our lives. Let's not overlook it. Jesus has shone his light into the corners of our lives so that those areas, those corners can be dealt with. Those areas can be dealt with in love by Jesus. Let's not hide and let's not ignore some of the mess we have because Jesus wants it and he wants to put it back into order. He wants it his way. I want to encourage you with another scripture. You can find it in Psalm 119 verse 105. And it's talking about the word. But remember, Jesus, the light of the world, is also Jesus, the word, the eternal logos. And it says this about him. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. You know, to truly be found, and this is what the whole parables in the Lost and Found trilogy are, to truly be found, we have to be found doing life God's way, not our way. To truly be found, we have to be in God's light, not hiding in shadows or presenting just a part of our lives. We have to have all of our lives lit up. We have to have every corner of our lives with Jesus's light. This brings me to my final point. So the woman has lit a lamp. She has swept the house. And finally, it says she searches carefully. She searches carefully until she finds the lost coin. See, what she's searching for is something she saw before, she had before. She wants to see it again. What I really want to encourage you with this uh, is that she doesn't settle for the other nine coins. Remember, she had 10 coins to start with. She lost one, but she doesn't settle with the nine. She doesn't also settle with, I can make a coin's worth or however I can replace that coin. It's not about replacing that coin. It's about finding that exact coin. Jesus didn't come just to shine the light. Jesus didn't come just to save us and to show us order. He came to show us what God sees of us. He came to show us how we can view the world as God views the world. He came to show us how we can see ourselves through the eyes of God himself. This is my third and final point. We need a passion to see what Jesus sees. A passion to see Jesus, a passion to see Jesus' way, not our own. And finally, a passion to see what Jesus sees, or to see how Jesus sees. We're so blessed in this time. We have this freedom to have our perspective, our own perspective. Everybody's got a perspective. But the thing is, with our perspective, as Christians, as people who follow Jesus, we settle when we just take on our perspective because Jesus has granted us God's perspective. 
So why settle for your own perspective when you can have God's, which is so much better and so much more informed and so much more appealing and so good for you? The way God sees value is not the way we see value. And so when we start, remember I said about dark thoughts about ourselves, when we start viewing the world just by our own standards or even other people's standards, I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're coming into some dark vision, not really seeing things for how they are. See, the woman was so passionate to find the coin because the coin was valuable to her. God was so passionate to send Jesus, his one and only son, to find us and to restore relationship because we're valuable to him. We're of great worth to him. Seeing through his eyes is really important because it will help us understand true perspective. And I feel amongst us, a lot of us see ourselves not in the right way and we view the world not in the right way. We're not viewing it as God would like us to and I want to invite you to do so. C.S. Lewis, an amazing author with some amazing quotes, um, there's one that really brought something out for me when I was reading through. So I'd just like to share this with you and it's really, it, C.S. Lewis is talking about Christianity but he makes this comparison with the sun as in the bright shining sun. Listen to this. I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. Just hold that for a moment. Rather than thinking of the sun that shines, let's replace that with Jesus, because this is the point of what he's trying to say. As I believe that the sun has risen. So here we go. Not only because I see Jesus, but because by Jesus I see everything else. This is what we're invited into, into relationship with Christ, into relationship with God. We get to see as God sees. Now, I want to encourage you. This whole series on the lost and found is about relationship with God. And it's about being lost, but being found back with him. And to be truly found, we have to have the light of God shining in every corner of our lives. To be truly found... We have to have Jesus' way being our way. We have to choose his way over maybe what we would consider our better way. And finally, to be truly found, and I think this is key for many people, to be truly found, we have to see ourselves and we have to see the world as God sees it, not simply how our well-informed selves could see it. Look, we're on this journey of passion as part of our reset and a passion for God. I just really want to encourage you to start off with, when we look at our passion in our lives towards him and our first love to be after God's light, let's just remind ourselves and live in this reminder that God loves us so passionately. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, the light of the world to light up our lives. Let's have a passion to see God's light. And let's have a passion to allow God's light to illuminate everything else so that we see what God sees. I hope through the month of August, you are encouraged by the light of God. And in doing so, your passion for him, your passion for his ways would con continue to be stirred up so that not only will you see the light of God, but you will shine brightly for him. God bless you. Can't wait to see you. Have a great week.
Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for all those listening who've engaged with your word today. Thank you, Lord God, that you care so much for us that even though we were lost, you made every effort to find us. Thank you for restoring what was lost. Thank you for restoring us so that we could be back in relationship with you. Thank you for Jesus and his magnificent light. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that Jesus' light would shine into every area of our lives, every dark corner, every shadow. May your light illuminate. May there be no barriers. May there be no walls. May there be no corners. May there be nothing to separate us from your light at work in our lives. And Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord God, more and more there would be a passion to see your way become our own. Help us, Lord God, even despite the inconvenience of some of the things, at least from our human perspective, help us to trust in you and to make the effort to get off the sofa and actually to clean the mess with you and for you. And finally, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to see ourselves and see the world as you would have us see it, Lord. Father, would you bless us with revelation to see as Jesus sees? Help us, Lord God, not to be consumed by our own opinions, but actually, Lord God, help us to absorb and know Jesus' mind and Jesus' view and Jesus' perspective. I pray, Father, that for anybody listening right now, revelation would come to them. Something you're trying to show them, say to them, may it become even clearer in Jesus' name. So Father, would you take our passion, would you receive our passion, and may it bless you, and may you be delighted by our first love for you. In Jesus' name, amen.